This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning. Thank you for sticking with us on Real Presence Live on this wonderful Wednesday morning. As I mentioned after the break, I will be speaking with Father Nick Nelson about the Queen of Peace Feast Day celebration coming up. Father Nelson, great to have you back on the air. You're kind of a, a frequent flyer uh, here on Real Presence Live. Yes, Nick. Um, it's a pleasure. Uh, I was saying yeah, to you, the break, it's been a little bit now. I've had, I've had a little break, um, so hopefully we can shake off the rust. But it's, uh, it's good to be back on and be able to uh, reach all our, our wonderful listeners uh, throughout the, uh, our coverage area. Awesome. So uh, your parish uh, is going to be celebrating uh, their feast day soon in a very big way. Uh, could you tell our listeners about that? Yeah. So I, I was previously at uh, three wonderful parishes up on uh, Lake Vermilion, um, the parishes of Holy Cross and Orr, St. Mary's in Cook, and St. Martin's in Tower. And uh, one thing, just as I continue to be a priest, the longer I'm a Catholic, and uh, truly come to know more and more of the great, rich, you know, traditions we have as, as Catholics. Um, the big thing about, yeah, uh, feast days and um, patron saints and stuff, and it's stuff that, to be honest, yeah, growing up, even though Catholic, you know, we didn't really celebrate or really highlight. And mm. uh, so while I was at those parishes, you know, we tried to highlight um, our feast days of uh, St. Martin and uh, the exaltation of the cross and um, Mary. Uh, uh, the assumption is the day we celebrated uh, that uh, feast day for that church, and and so when I was uh, just transferred this July, about a little over a month ago, to mm. um, Queen of Peace and Holy Family uh, parishes in Croquet, uh, I had to kind of you know think about this and say, okay, Queen of Peace, what what feast day would that be? Um, because Queen of Peace, as you may know, is a title of Mary, a title we find in the Litany of Loretto. And uh, right. I guess anything, any title with Queen in it, uh, the proper feast day would be probably the Queenship of Mary. And mm. very providentially, this, this year, um, Queenship of Mary falls on a, a Sunday. And so we are celebrating this coming Sunday, Sunday, August 22nd, a Mary Queen of Heaven, Mary Queen of Peace. Yeah. Mm hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah. you didn't have uh, you didn't have much uh, time to prepare then, did you? Uh, you no. Just recently but, transferred. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I don't know. I'd, again, I've kind of maybe gotten the, the habit of you know trying to look into the future more and try to plan more and look to occasions for uh, events and celebrations, and so um, I kind of how this kind of came about to really be able to celebrate this feast day, Queen of Peace, um, was the fact that I'm also the, the director of vocations for our diocese, the Diocese ah. of Duluth. And in August, annually, we have a gathering of the seminarians uh, to get together, you know, one last time, uh, maybe do a little formation, but mostly just kind of hang out and um, uh, a time of good fraternity before they have to head out for the seminary. It's a good opportunity for 
the new guys entering the seminary to get to know uh, the veteran guys who have been there for a couple years. And um, so I had to host, you know, the gathering this year and figure out what to do. And I said, hey, you know, August, we have this uh, great feast day at my parish, and I need to get the seminarians together. So why don't we take advantage of that and have them Ah. do the gathering over this weekend and have them be a part of this big celebration. And then, as well, you know, the seminarians are going to be here, and um, Bishop Daniel Felton, who's been great, just trying to be everywhere and meet everyone and just uh, really be Mm -hmm. present, um, I invited him as well. And so he's coming too. And so this Sunday we'll have our normal 9.30 Mass, a.m. at Queen of Peace, um, and Bishop will preside, and our seminarians will be there to serve. And um, so that's kind of the big part. And then uh, following, you know, the Mass is um, something very special will be a, a procession. And so we can talk about that more, too. Awesome. Yeah, this uh, this is really uh, quite the big uh, celebration. Uh, again, you know, I was joking about the not having much time, but really it's uh, it's come together <laughs> rather beautifully, hasn't it? Well, yes, yeah, God is good, and, you know, at every parish, you know, the people of God are, are so good, and so you can you can come, and uh, I think as pastors, if, you know, you um, have sort of a, a vision and, you know, ideas, and, uh, you can kind of present these things, and even though me being new here, I'm saying, okay, you know, this is what we'd like to do, uh, do we have someone to do this, such as, okay... We want some of our more elderly folks to participate, okay? Is there a way we can get some golf carts, you know, to be a part of the session? And someone, you know, there's a guy, a couple guys who play golf or at the golf club, so they can, you know, get golf carts. Wow. And uh, we want to we wanna, we wanna be able to um, hook up speakers, you know, and have a, a speaker system so that people can hear the music and sing together and recite the litany. Okay, how can we do that? Well, well let's get a golf cart, and we have an electrician here. And a guy who also knows how to do speaker stuff, we can hook up a speaker system to the cart. Um, awesome. You know, and then it's like, okay, it'd be nice to have the uh, kids have little babies of, of flower petals that they can throw um, in front of uh, the statue of Mary as uh, she's being carried. And so, okay, um, you, know, you know, a couple of the secretaries will get some beautiful roses, get them the week before so we can have them at, for the assumption, but then during this week, We'll de-petal the roses, put them in, you know, hundreds of little baggies for kids to walk with them and throw the petals. And then, I mean, so on. And then I said, okay, wow. we, we, we found a statue, a beautiful statue of, of Mary, Queen of Heaven here. All right, we need a, we need a stand for that. Okay, who can do that? Ah. Well, this Bob, Bob can make a stand, you know. And so, <laughs> so yeah, you just, it's a, it's a great opportunity, not only for the celebration, but also for people to come together and the planning and execution and preparation for uh, this this procession. So there's a number of other things. But those circles, the women's circles, you know, they're gonna they're getting cookies and root beer floats for afterwards. And, um, so just you know, getting together and getting a few people and uh, these people knowing who around the parish has these skills and resources and and putting together. So yeah, it, it has come together. And uh, the last thing, I guess, we were just praying for a, a good weather and people to to be a part of this because. As you know, sometimes uh, things a little different that are new, uh, you know, such as, okay, walking in the neighborhood or walking around and singing. Like, uh, I don't know, this is 
You know, for some people, it takes getting out of their comfort zone. You know, they're used to just going into church and leaving and maybe not having a lot of people even know that they are Catholic. So this is a wonderful right. opportunity for that as well. Absolutely. And I love hearing how the, the community, uh, the parish up there, really got behind the idea, right? You mentioned the electrician, yeah. someone building a stand, uh uh, commandeering golf carts from the local uh, uh, <laughs> golf uh, country club. Exactly. So uh, that's that's just so cool to hear. Um, why do you think it's so important to kind of go all out uh, to celebrate yeah. a parish's feast day? Why is that so important? It's a good question. Um, when I was studying theology over at the North American College in Rome, um, the seminary there did a great job of, yeah, really celebrating things and doing things up. And we had a saying there that was, if anything's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. <laughs> and so um, I kind of like that. And, um, yeah, when you, you make things big, you make them a big deal, people are more likely to be a part of it. Um, not only in a celebration, but even, I think, with our, our whole Catholic faith as well. I think we've really... Um, struggle in the past decades because we just kind of watered things down. We haven't expected much of um, all our, our faithful. And when you actually raise the bar, people actually respond to that. And so doing something big like a celebration is, 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 is very similar. And in particular, um, you know, part of our faith is, you know, the, the fasting stuff too and, and all that. But that can be a little more difficult. But to get someone... Everyone wants to celebrate something, <laughs> right. and so that's that's the easy that's the easy part of our faith to really uh, dive into and to identify with and to to grow with is is taking advantage of what uh, the church offers as opportunities for celebrations and in that regard. And so I think it's just a, a great opportunity. And um, the bigger you you make it, um, not only the the greater glory you, you give to God and our, our Blessed Mother in this case. But also, um, I think, draw people in. And, you know, we can even talk about the witness, right? The witness fact of um, having a big procession through the neighborhood, singing, people joyful, lots of kids and families. I mean, that's that's a powerful witness to our, our Catholic faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and we have some of those, uh, you know, big liturgical celebrations uh, uh, throughout the church, right, that we share in common uh, throughout the yeah. liturgical year. We have, you know, of course, Easter, the Feast of Feasts. We have Christmas, uh, a few of the other ones. What's the importance, though, of a parish celebrating its patron? Why is that such an important yeah. relationship and a celebration? Yeah, I, it's something that I think I'd even like to look into more, you know, exactly how parishes um, choose their, their patrons and decide on Names, you know how mm. we even talk about uh, when we do with confirmation students, you know, they choose a saint, and we like to say, you know, pray and discern, search, you know, different patrons of different things, activities, or um, things that you uh, are interested in. And But we all ultimately like to say, too, that, you know, it's the, the saint that chooses you as well. Mm. So I don't know exactly the whole process of parishes actually choosing names, and that's something I'd like to look into, but I would imagine that, yeah, there's a very close um, relationship, you know, and that that, that saint, <laughs> like uh, all the saints and our Blessed Mother in Heaven, it's 
um, they're not just up there on holiday, you know. They're not just with their feet <laughs> up and just, you know, playing shuffleboard and watching, you know, Wheel of Fortune. You know, they they continue to fight for us and and to intercede for us and to pray for us. And so it's very important that we enter into those relationships. And it helps us as well to acknowledge the uh, supernatural nature of the Church and that we're all one Church, the, the Church suffering, the Church militant, and the Church triumphant. And as a parish, we need to really grasp that particular special relationship that we have with our particular um, patron and uh, and develop that, rely on her, you know, the saints, in our case, our Blessed Mother, and, and know and, and draw great comfort that uh, she's with us and uh, she's never indifferent to our struggles or fears, but, but wants to love and cheer us on. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. Drawing on the the wealth and the, the, the power and the support of the uh, communion of saints is such an important part yeah. of our Catholic faith. Uh, we're going to head into a break right now. Father Nick Nelson uh, from Our Lady Queen of Peace up there in Cloquet uh, joining us this morning to talk about the parish um, celebration there of the uh, Queen of Peace. And we'll be talking more about the specifics of that celebration after this break on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Joe Bertram, and I'm with the Knights of Columbus. And I really have a message for all these young people out there today who are working, who are busy, who are members of the church, but are not involved with the Knights of Columbus. The Knights of Columbus have so much to offer for our young people, our young families, our young children, that it's unimaginable. Things relating to student loans, things relating to insurance, things relating to building families. There is a structure today that is broken the Knights of Columbus are fixing. We need to encourage young people. Take a look. Take a look at what you can do and what the Knights of Columbus can do for you. It's very important. It's impressive. And not only that, but the structure of the family is in jeopardy. It's not going to be by joining the Knights of Columbus, we're going to save family, we're going to save church, and we're going to save our future. This is Janelle Rowe from Cathedral of Christ the King and Superior. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. How can you know for sure that your loved one is in heaven? Well, the short answer is you can't. I'm Father Chris Alar, but you can have confident hope that they are saved because no matter when or how they died, even by suicide, you can pray and make sacrifices now to still help them accept God's final offer of grace. Jesus told St. Faustina, call upon my mercy on behalf of sinners. I desire their salvation. When you pray with faith on behalf of some sinner, I will give him the grace of conversion. Wow, if you desire heaven for someone, God desires it even more. So do your part to help them get there. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. 
Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for staying with us this morning on Real Presence Live. Nick Medelsky, Listener Relationship Coordinator for Real Presence Radio here in the Rochester area in southern Minnesota, speaking to Father Nick Nelson from northern Minnesota about the upcoming uh, awesome-sounding celebration for the Feast of Queen of Peace, uh, the patron of Father's Parish up there in Cloquet. Uh, So uh, we... We hit on some of the some of the details, uh, but uh, could you kind of go over sort of what the the what yeah what the schedule of events is for the day? Yeah, so we have mass at nine thirty, our usual Sunday mass, and bishop will preside. And um, one thing I like to do is the seminarians will serve, but because I'll have already offered a mass in the morning, I like to be able to be master of ceremonies to make sure you know things run smoothly, mm. and so. Um, after Mass, um, for the final blessing, we'll uh, process out of the church, led by the servers, and then all our kids, including the First Communion kids, dressed up in their First Communion outfits, and they'll be given uh, bags of flowers, and we'll have a, a, a statue um, carried by our Knights of Columbus, um, followed by uh, Bishop, and then all the, the rest of the faithful behind him, and we'll we'll just take a kind of a short little lap through the neighborhood, about 20, 30 minutes long, and we'll, we'll sing some beautiful Mary, Marian hymns, your classics, Hail Holy Queen, Immaculate Mary, Sing of Mary, Pure and Lowly. Um, we'll recite the, the Litany of Loretto um, together, uh, pray, pray, you know, a decade of the Rosary. I also found that it's nice not to always have the time for the procession having um, something said or sung. It's some kind of kind of just time for people to walk, and they actually get to know each other. They can talk to other people that they may not have known and, you know, get to know people along part of the procession. So there doesn't always have to be something uh, going on. And then uh, we'll get back, return to the front of the church, and it's also we're taking this opportunity to have all our, our teachers for our, our school. We have a wonderful school here, Queen of Peace School, um, kindergarten through eighth grade. And we'll have an opportunity for Bishop to bless and commission our teachers for the year. Um, we'll end with uh, singing the Regina Chaley, which our, our kids at the school um, know. We have a beautiful school at Cantorum at this, this school. And then, uh, yeah, have a nice social where uh, all the faithful and those who uh, have come even hopefully from afar for this great celebration can get to know the seminarians and uh, Bishop Daniel Felton. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, um you know, we talked a little bit about it during the break, and uh, not everyone uh, might be familiar with uh, processions, either with the Blessed Mother or Eucharistic processions. Not every parish does it, uh, but what, what, why are they good things to do, <laughs> I guess? How would you explain yeah. to someone who hasn't, you know, who might not be comfortable or might not be familiar with processions? You know, like you said, some people like to walk in the front door, of church, uh, not even necessarily people know which church they're walking into, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and kind of leave it there uh, in the uh, in the narthex, right? Uh, yeah. But why are things like processions so uh, important and such a you know kind of a kind of a vital yeah. role in our witness as Catholics? Yeah, Nick, exactly. It's um, 
processions are a microcosm of our existence, our life. Uh, we're on a pilgrimage to heaven. Um, we have a destination. Um, and pilgrimages are kind of, uh, or sorry, processions are little mini um, pilgrimages of, of life. And so we, we leave um, someplace and uh, ultimately, um, a lot of times, processions, you know, you start at one place and end up at a different location, but even in this case, we'll end back at our church. Um, but it's the idea of moving, uh, moving forward. It's the idea of uh, we have a, a destination, and also just the idea of, of witness, you know? This is a great opportunity for us to witness to our great love um, for Jesus and His Blessed Mother and, and our faith during um COVID, you know, when their things are really shut down, one of the things we could do is like processions. So at my last parishes, we, uh, I like to say, I'd never miss an opportunity for procession. And so <laughs> Eucharistic processions, you know, um, during May, you know, we did a uh, Marian procession every Saturday morning. Sometimes it was just five people, sometimes it was 30, but we, that was important to pray for our communities and do these processions in this way. Um, so yeah, processions are very, very important, a great witness. And uh, another thing uh, people might uh, might not be comfortable with, especially if they're, you know, some of our uh, uh, not Catholic, uh, right, brothers and sisters, um, yeah. all this uh, honor and, and big to-do about Mary. Uh, why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, she is first and foremost the mother of the king, so she is the queen. That's how we get the term, you know, um, Used, kings used to have a number of, of wives, and so how would you pick who's the queen from the wives? You couldn't. But every king had one mother, and so the mother was the queen. And so Mary, the mother of Jesus, is the queen, and so by honoring uh, her, we actually honor Jesus. And one great distinction, I think, because um, is the fact that we would never offer the Mass to Mary. Mary, right. we are with Mary in communion with her, offering it to God the Father, you know? And and so that's a great way of realizing, you know, we don't we don't worship Mary. We we honor her greatly. But um and that's maybe why some of our Protestant brothers and sisters don't quite understand it because for them worship is, you know, singing, praising. They don't understand worship as a sacrifice. Whereas we do ah. and therefore we do at the mass is a sacrifice, an offering of a sacrifice. And we never do that to Mary. And so I think that's a great evidence the fact that no, we we don't uh, we don't um, worship Mary, we don't offer sacrifice to her, but we we honor her, and there's a distinction. We would never offer the sacrifice of the Mass to Mary, but she's actually with us um, as the Body of Christ, offering it to to God the Father. I don't think I've ever heard it explained quite that way. So I really love that uh, that description, that yeah. distinction between you know offering sacrifice. Uh, is a distinct mm-hmm. act of worship that we would never offer to the Blessed Mother or Correct. or saints or things like that. So uh, I like that. I'll I'll have to use that sometime. <laughs> um, if people want to find out more, if people would like to attend, uh, like you mentioned, it's it's open to whoever would like to attend. Yeah. Correct. Uh, yep. Where would at people point, find out? Yeah, at this point, there's really not much more you need to find out. Just show up <laughs> in Cloquet, Queen of Peace Parish, nine thirty Mass. A bishop and the seminarians, and we'll have a procession after and a social to follow. And so, yeah, anyone who's out there, it's, it looks like to be a beautiful day. Make the trip down or over or up or wherever uh, to Cloquet, to the Queen of Peace um, Parish for a beautiful um, morning where we honor Mary, Queen of Heaven, Queen of Peace. 
And before we let you go, Father, uh, would you mind offering us your blessing? Certainly. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Good and gracious God, we thank you for all the blessings in our life, the ways you show us your care and your concern. In particular, we thank you for our Blessed Mother, who always um, overshadows us with her great man- mantle, intercedes, and even fights for us. And we ask your intercession as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us now and at the hour of our death, amen. And may Almighty God bless all of you listening. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank, th- thanks be to God. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Father Nick Nelson. You're welcome, Nick. And I'll have to send things up to Fabulous Fargo uh, for a preview of tomorrow's show. Yeah, thank you, Nick. So on the next Real Presence Live, that's tomorrow from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Heather Carroll and... Mike Kodrowski will be coming to you live from the Faith and Business Conference in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They'll chat with Jeff Jones about how being a member of the Catholics of the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity has changed his perspective on work. And Mike Farrell will talk about an exciting new program starting with his home parish. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. And I'll also be there tomorrow, not on air, uh, but attending that conference in Sioux Falls. And I also wanted to share uh, with listeners today, to uh, if you are planning to attend the Steele County Free Fair, which is the largest county fair in Minnesota, to stop on by in the Four Seasons building to the Catholic Information Booth. Uh, I will be staffing that table on Saturday afternoon, uh, but there are wonderful people staffing that table throughout the week um, in the Four Seasons building. Like I mentioned, the Steele County Free Fair is a really big deal and uh, spread over a wide area, but uh, you can find the Catholic Information booth in there and they are giving out all kinds of uh, sacramentals uh, praying with people prayer cards, rosaries miraculous medals, things like that so if you're planning to uh, attend the fair I definitely recommend that you stop by. Last month we uh, spoke with Dr. Deb McManaman uh, with St. Paul Street Evangelization and she kind of heads up that effort and the parishes there in Owatonna are very supportive of that uh, as well as the Knights of Columbus, uh, the third and fourth degree Knights, um, and the parishes there in uh, Owatonna, Minnesota, in southern Minnesota. So, again, if you happen to be at the Steel County Free Fair, like about a lot of other people, stop on by that booth, uh, tell them hello, and tell them you heard about it here on Real Presence Live. Again, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Let's give glory to God. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. God bless your day. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.